everyone, my name is Marie Nicole. Welcome to Encouragement Notes. I hope that you would join me on this journey of discovering what God wants from your life as I pass on the lessons that I've learned in church and the lessons that I've learned in this life that God has given me. Please join me on this journey every week and I look forward to getting to know you. I hope all is going well and you're having a beautiful blessed day or evening no matter when you're catching this um today i want to finish up the asking for a friend sermon series you guys may or may not know whether you caught my live earlier on instagram that this weekend our church finished up that series and this week's question is a doozy. It is a big one. It is, how can I follow Christ if I don't like Christians? So you guys, this message is going to be, it's for, every message is for everybody, yes. But this message is primarily directed towards Christians, people who consider themselves followers of Christ already. So the first thing I want to do, though, is read you guys the memory verse. And the memory verse comes from the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14. And it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen, we have seen His glory. The glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And while I am speaking, I want you guys to hang on to the grace and truth part. Because we have to have both, as followers of Christ, we have to represent both grace and truth. So the first thing that I want to I want to do is I want to dig into the message, but I want to tell you guys that the first the title of the the heading of this message is back to the basics. As Christians, as followers of Christ, we need to get back back to the basics. So there's four things that we need to know. Number one, new birth is always into a family. There is no such thing and there can be no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. If you are, if you are born in, I mean, if you are new in Christ, if you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are born into a family. And that family can sometimes be a little messed up. And that's why, that's why people that become Christians often shy away from the church is because when they become a Christian, 
they're like, okay, I accepted new life in Christ, but I'm not going to associate with the Christians and with the church because my childhood or whatever point in my life, whatever point in their lives and in our lives that colored the, that colored the way that we see Christians has come back to either haunt you or it's come back to you in joyful memories. But it happens often that when people want to become a Christian, want a taste of Jesus and want the life with Jesus, they often, or I I don't know if I could really say often, but they want that, they want the Jesus part, but they don't want the Christian part because the Christian part is made up of fallible, judgy humans. So new birth is always into a family. Number two, new birth is always exciting, but maturity in Christ is the goal. Let me say that again. New birth is always exciting, but maturity in Christ is the goal. We need to be people who learn what Christ teaches us and be willing to, yes, we go to church and yes, we learn from our pastors, but we need to also be willing to be people that can start feeding ourselves by digging into the Bible because the Bible is what we live on. So we need to be self-feeding Christians as well that starts digging into the Bible, starts um, starts learning how Christ wants us to treat this world and and not not shy away from telling our story. But moving on to number three, number three is the plan for all of us and especially for all of us that are Christians now that are not in a position where we could say, oh, we are new believers. But for those of us who are in a position that we could say we followed Christ for a while. So number three, the point is this. God's plan is for the world to experience him in and through us. So, what does that mean? We need to treat people with the same gracious, genuine respect and with the same grace that Christ would have treated people. Christ did not agree with everybody. He didn't. And when he saw sin, he called sin, sin. But just because he called something a sin does not mean he turned his back and hated a sinner. He never did that. And so our pastors at our church, they often teach with video pictures or both to 
um, fully flesh out their illustrations of what they are saying. And our pastor, I'm going to try to keep this, um, um, I'm going to try to keep this quick because it is a very, very hard thing to swallow. Our pastor showed us a, um, a picture of something that his barber had on his phone. And that picture was a picture of a person holding a sign that said, actually holding two signs. And again, this may be controversial. So if you have kids, um, you may want to talk to them about this if they overhear it. But the signs said, one said, God hates gay people. And the second sign said, when gay people die, God laughs. That is a totally inaccurate, not accurate picture of who Jesus was. Jesus, even though he may not agree with everybody, he accepted and loved everybody because he saw, he did not see the wrong that they were doing. He did not see the sin. He saw the person that he created because Jesus was God in the flesh or is God in the flesh. And he saw the perfect creation that he made. And I, I want you guys to grasp this, you guys. He created every single part of us. Even those parts that the world would look at in us or on us and consider broken. I can't tell you how many times, not so much anymore, but back in my college years and some of my high school years that I was looked at and I was perceived to be broken. And so we have to look at people with the eyes of grace. Yes, we need to speak the truth on what is right in the Lord's eyes. We need to be in a place where we remember our Bible verses. That way we can speak God's truth without being a Bible thumper. Because God doesn't call us to do that. He calls us to have conversations. He calls us to be personable people. He calls us to be people people. So, what we need to do is we need to hide God's word in our heart. And we need to be willing to speak the truth when it needs to be spoken. But, we also know 
even more than that, or maybe equal to, actually, I think it would be a lot more fair to say equal to. We need to have truth, but we need to have the same dose, or maybe some of us even more grace, because we do not know the battles that people are fighting, but God does. God knows every single part of us, and he knows the battles that people are fighting. And so when we encounter somebody that is of a different faith than us or of a different mindset than us, then we need to approach that person lovingly. Be willing to have a conversation if a conversation is, if that invitation is extended to have a conversation. I'm thinking of that verse in Peter that says, always be willing to give an answer to the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. And I think it's either 1 Peter or 2 Peter 3.15. It's one of those books. I know I got the reference right, but I didn't get the... I got half of the reference right. Um, so, point number four is holiness is a powerful witness. And holiness, the holiness that God is talking about here, is not a holier-than-thou attitude. It's not, I'm better than you because I have my ticket to heaven. It is carrying yourself with the attitude of, I shouldn't do that because God's not calling me to live that way. Maybe, I don't know, fill in the blank, drinking, smoking, doing whatever. But it also means that we need to be respectful and we need to respond to even the most frustrating thing with the grace, again, there's that word again, with the grace that God himself, that the Lord Jesus Christ himself would respond with. So that means that if somebody were to post something hateful about you on Facebook, that you do not retaliate. Let me give you a real life example. I posted a, um, I posted an ad on my Facebook page. And this ad was the lead video of my Facebook page. And it is also one of the lead videos on my website, so you could go check that out. But um, I posted that video as an ad. And I got a very, very hateful comment. Get this S word off my, off my Facebook. And so 
I commented on the gentleman's on the gentleman's comment and I said with all due respect you are not required to follow me you are not required to click this ad and he said well how do I get it off my Facebook so I directed him respectfully directed him gave him the step-by-step -step on how to get the ad my ad off of his Facebook screen but I didn't yell at him about it because I have no idea where he's coming from I have no idea what he's going through I have no idea what may have hurt him so bad that he lashed out so I didn't yell at him I simply gave him directions on what to do. And so that leads me to the bottom line. The bottom line of this message is that resistance is expected. Let Christ, not our character, be a stumbling block. I'll repeat that again. Resistance is expected. Let Christ, not our character, be the stumbling block. Because people that resist Christ will have a stumbling block. But that stumbling block can't be us. It has to be Christ. People will one day have to realize that Christ is staring them in the face, whether it be on this side of earth or this side of heaven or the next. But one day people are going to see that Christ wants to be in their lives. But we need to let Christ do that work. We can only tell our story. We can only plant the seed of what God calls us to do. God calls us to not hit people over the head with, with the message of Christ. God calls us to be storytellers. That is what a witness is. A witness tells the story of what they have seen, heard, and experienced. So we need to be witnesses, not judges and juries. Because God is the judge and he'll take care of it. So you guys, I want to leave you with the opportunity to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. All you have to do is say, Lord, I don't understand everything, but I understand that you died on the cross for me, died for my sins, past, present, and future, and that you want a father-child relationship with me. I accept that, and I accept you into my life, and I ask you 
Lord, to run my life from here on out. I know that from here on out that I will never be alone again. And um, I accept your gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. And I guarantee you guys that if you prayed that prayer, that he's heard you. And that he will come alongside you and give you the most beautiful life possible. And I'm not saying all that beauty will be earthly beauty. It won't be sunshine and roses. Because life does get hard sometimes. But it'll be beautiful because you'll never be alone again. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. And you guys, if you do encounter somebody who is hateful to you and professes to be a Christian, know that that person, they may be a Christian, but they may be a very, very wounded Christian and hurt people, hurt people. So, I pray that you would find people that would love you to Christ. People that would not accept your mistakes and just leave you be. But people that would listen and guide you through your mistakes in the way that the Word of God, the Bible, says that you, you need to be guided through your mistakes. I pray that the people that you encounter are so loving and so gracious and so open to the questions that you need to ask that you just feel that you're pulled towards Christ. We as Christians are not called to be a stinky stench that repels people. We are called to be a sweet perfume that draws people in. So I hope that if you are not a Christian, that you find people that are like that and that you um, someday come to Christ. Maybe it's not today, but I pray that you would want to research that and then also I pray for the people that are Christians here already that you would check yourselves and make sure that you are not anybody's stumbling block but that you are an example of the grace and truth that God wants us to be. And I pray that you would put the emphasis on that grace part because so many of us Christians these days are lacking that grace part. So I hope that all is going well and you're having a beautiful blessed day. I will see you next time with a brand new sermon series from the book of Acts. Um, and I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon.
Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's message. I would like to give you an opportunity to follow me on social media. On Instagram, I am Marie Nicole Zimmer Peeps 13. That is M A R I E N I C O L E Z I M M E R P E E P S 1313. On Twitter, I am Encouragement W2. And you can also follow me on my website, encouragementwithmarinicole.com. And I also would like to ask you that if you have any feedback for me, please leave me a true and honest review either on my social media outlets or here on the podcast itself. I will talk to you guys later. God bless and thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.